So um, for for me, I think um, it was um, identifying that early on and then staying true to it. And the whole reason why audit came about was because I wanted to add more MRR faster and not be frustrated and not feel like I did the, the prospect at the service because I confused them. And so audit helped me do that pretty quickly, uh, especially the last four years. You know, we've, we've grown a lot. And now here's this episode of the Elevating IT podcast sponsored by Audit. Everybody, that's uh, Friday, and this is the weekly sales wrap portion of the Elevating IT podcast. I'm your host, Mike Brooks, with my guest, uh, and this is uh, Return of the Jedi. That's what I named this episode because Frank, I had Frank before the new year uh, cryogenically frozen. Uh, so, how are you feeling now that you've been thawed? Is that was that how the hands were with Hans? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Frank's Carbonite. Been- I was going to say kryptonite. I got my um, uh, kryptonite my, is what makes me weak. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm uh, I'm good, Mike. How are you, man? I feel like we haven't talked in, uh, in I don't know in days. Last year, <laughs> right? Well, as far as everybody knows, we haven't talked since last year. Yeah. So what we did is I <clears throat> we took a little time off, a little hiatus from recording over the new year, and then I, I you know as as things evolved with this podcast, you know, people have been asking to be on the podcast, which is cool because we're getting, you know, people are listening, people are watching, they're listening to, to it on iTunes. So I had a lot of folks inquire about being on the podcast. So I bumped Frank one week and then bumped him another week and bumped him and, and he wasn't complaining. So I was uh, just rolling with it, but I wanted to bring you back. So you're back in action. I'm here. So one of the things I have to tell you is that my mother watches us every week and i expect her to be on today and she's like where where is frank been she wants to know where you've been uh, yeah so she missed you moms love frank i'm telling you it's, yeah it's been like this my whole life yeah moms always think i'm like i'm cute and stuff and they want to like bake for me and yeah mm-hmm. tell your mom if she wants to cook or you know send me she would food. definitely i'm sure she would she's a <laughs> she's a good cook but she <laughs> she goes where's frank and um, she wanted to know uh, where, where you were, and, and she loves listening to the banter. And she said, as soon as we go into talking technical stuff, she gets off. So uh, so if my mother is watching right now, hi, Mom, and uh, Frank is back. What's your mom's name? Mom. I was going to give her a shout-out. but I'm Well, that's her name. That's what I call her. No, it's, her name is Susan. Susan. Hey, Susan. <laughs> Don't call him. Do not call Frank. <clears throat> so, so what's new and exciting in the world of Frank DiBenedetto's MSP Two River Technology Group? I want to talk about kind of catch up with what's been happening. You you ended the year really strong. I know that, and you know, despite all of the craziness that's been going on with COVID, you ended strong. And and we want to catch up and find out what's happening because you are. Uh, an MSP. Frank is totally hitting on your mom. Matt Solomon is watching <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> All right, Matt, since you're watching, I have a story for you. Because I did a uh, quick tease with Matt 
that for the webinar that we, you know, Matt had um, a, a, like uh, some kind of earthquake near his house and the technology, he couldn't get, he couldn't get online. So we had to postpone the um, power outage or something That's that right, Matt yeah. couldn't get on. So we had to postpone the webinar, but we did a tease for the webinar. It was supposed to be this past Wednesday, which was 27th. It's going to be scheduled for next Wednesday. So if you're watching this before the third, make sure you sign up for the podcast with Matt, but Matt, me and Matt did an episode, a quick, quick little live to just promote it. And um, my mother said that Matt Solomon looks just like you. <laughs> yeah, you guys kind of did look alike when I saw the promo. I meant to tell you that. And you guys were like side by side. Uh -huh. It might have even been on, on, on LinkedIn or something. I was going to say you guys look like brothers and then I, I was too busy. But It was. Uh, well, a bunch of people commented on it birth and uh it was so funny so i said matt i think people are in people somebody's insulting you here hey did you see matt's uh, outtake uh, little video with with the dog i thought that was pretty good matt um i, I definitely i was entertained and i laughed at your uh, your reel of bloopers i guess so uh well done it's good to make people laugh <laughs> yeah well that's what we do here I didn't see that. I'll have to go check that out. Matt's, Matt is doing some amazing stuff. Uh, he's broadcasting all the time. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, those guys over at ID Agent uh, are killing it. Doing great content. Agreed. And we're going to do, again, we're going to do a webinar with them next Wednesday. You, you Frank, are going to be hosting it. I'll be there as well. But you're going to be, you and Matt are going to get on and have a conversation on cybersecurity and all of the nasty stuff that's out there so it's gonna be fun absolutely looking forward to it yeah so uh, before I, I i read matt's comment here we, we were talking about we're just kind of catching up on what's going on in your msp how'd you end the year how did you uh how are you going in 2021 yeah it was it was a very interesting year to say the least um you know, we came into the first quarter. We had uh, 2019 was our best year ever, and uh, we brought some of that momentum into 2020. And uh, you know, obviously in March uh, we we went virtual, and uh, things slowed down for a while. We we had uh, a bunch of time to work on the business, which was actually nice. Um, we we sort of refocused on our service delivery. We, we really started to talk more about, you know, what could we do to improve the delivery of the service that we have? <clears throat> and we got some really cool validation because the cloud platform that we've been selling since 2012, ever since Hurricane Sandy, worked flawlessly through this pandemic. And so um, we got a lot of really good validation from existing clients. Um, we actually onboarded a couple clients during the pandemic that were on the fence. Uh, one we had, you know, never talked to. So we increased clients, uh, you know, especially in the fourth quarter of last year. Uh, and then we finished up 2020. It was actually a, even a better year than 2019. So I think we were up, uh, I think, I think 16% um, on, uh, on revenue and I think almost 18% on income. So, you know, it was a good year. Um, but, you know, more importantly, we, we, we did get that validation that the, that the solutions we're providing and the, and the consulting that we're doing worked really well, right? And that's, I think, as any business owner, the best feedback you could ever, uh, you could ever hear, you could ever, uh, you know, hope to get because you want 
to know that the work that you're doing is important and and, and there, there's value there. And so we, we did get that. Um, and now uh, we're really busy. Uh, we've, I think it's a combination. Uh, there's a lot of people now like buying new computers and, and laptops and kind of restructure how their offices are set up. So we're, we're busy with that. And uh, we're busy with new prospects. Uh, we, did, we had two, uh, you know, virtual uh, first time appointments uh, last week. Um, we did uh, one of those. We, we already did a, a cloud demo for, and you know we can do all this virtually, which is pretty cool. Um, we are going on site <clears throat> when necessary, but I think people are more comfortable. We see these initial meetings, uh, you know, just doing it via Zoom. So we've we've changed up our sales process slightly, but um, it's nice to see that what they're looking for is business continuity, and you know before. Um, I think people were made very aware of cybersecurity because of what was in the news and like the stories and, and you know, and, and it's, it's sensationalized for sure. Not that um, it's inaccurate. It's just those stories are, are like, you know, you read those, you're like, wow, people like it really gets them to stop and think. But now we're getting the calls and people are saying, look, we're really, um, you know, aware of the cybersecurity risks but we can't really work the way we're working, right? Our current MSP or lack of an MSP um, has us in a situation that it's more temporary, right? And we see this as more as a permanent to semi-permanent type of way of going forward. We need to change it. So, you know, we get that call that, you know, the MSP sort of moved them to some sort of cloud in the middle of this, but they still have the server. <clears throat> so they're, you know, half their files are in SharePoint, half the data is still on a server. Someone's got a remote control in to get the QuickBooks. So it's like this broken mess. And so, um, you know, we're able to go in there and show our solution. And, it, and it's not like we just crafted this yesterday. I mean, like we've honestly been doing this for nine years now. So, um, you know, we're, we're pretty... Uh, a pretty well-oiled machine so you know it's just a culmination of a lot of stuff that we've been doing uh that we and we we guessed right we've been doing it the right way we got really good validating feedback and now we're just continuing to to bring it to to new prospects as uh, as they you know kind of come by and, uh, and and shop around for solutions and this right. is that proverbial groundswell we talked about you know we talked about there's going to be an opportunity and you right. know clearly the, the pandemic's not over but i think what people are starting to get over now is is like working uh, in a in a temporary fashion, right? They they want to move on to something that works for them. So um, so that that's that's kind of what we see in this groundswell is now here. We're starting to see the uh, the flow of leads coming. So we expect to have another really good year in twenty twenty one. Yeah. So. And and let's um, put. I want to put things in context too. And we're talking just in case you jumped on. Um, as as Frank was talking, Frank's talking about his MSP. He's also the founder of Audit. He's not talking about Audit here. We're talking about what's going on in Frank's MSP. So for those of you guys listening, I uh, want to give you some kind of insight as to as to what's happening. You know, Frank's had a, had his record year in 2019, then had a record year in 2020, and on par to probably have an amazing year in 2021, despite all the things that are going on. And I don't want to undermine anybody who's hurting out there and having problems there's there's some real bad stuff going on what I, what the goal is here is to really you know motivate you and and give you some ideas on on how to move forward and fight so let's put some things into context frank how big how, how big is your msp how many employees do you have uh we're up to 11 right now 
Okay. And you bring up, you do bring up a good point, Mike. And, you know, sometimes when people ask business, you know, I feel like I'm spitting in the wind, right? Like I don't want to take that for granted, but I think that, you know, probably most of our audience is in this industry. Um, you know, I know when I signed up for the uh, COVID vaccine, this is one of the check boxes on there that's deemed to be uh, an essential, essential industry, essential worker, whatever. So, you know, we are, we collectively, I think the IT industry is, uh, is important now trying to keep, especially small businesses up and running. Um, so yeah, I don't want to be, um, tone deaf to what, what's happening out there for a lot of businesses. So it's, it's a good yeah, point. And, I, and I don't want you to hold back either. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I want you to, to motivate and inspire here because you're, you, you run a successful MSP and there's reasons for that. You know, if you weren't doing certain things, you might've been struggling too. And, and yeah. I think there's, you know, pe there's, there's people out there who have had experience you know, they've been doing everything right, but they're in an industry like hospitality and they're just, they just got killed and there's right. nothing you can do about that. Yep. Right. Um, so there's, there's a lot of folks out there who have circumstances beyond their control that are, that did everything right. And, and we don't, you know, but there's also people out there and, and probably a lot more who, because this industry is so necessary, um, there's probably MSPs out there who weren't doing any marketing, who were shooting themselves in the foot with doing their, you know, with selling and, and running their MSP in a way that they should not have been. Holy mackerel, Bobcat just walked behind you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, that is a pixie bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's like jarring. You know, I know what the cat is and, and you obviously, I've seen the cat before, but it's still jarring to look up and see uh, like what looks like a Bobcat. Anyway, yeah. I was I was thought you were in danger, Frank. So, <laughs> um, Talk about what you are, what you did, because again, there's reasons more than just good luck that that you've had record years here. And and I'm not even talking about, you know, the, obviously the show is sponsored by Audit, but it's not about Audit. Um, there, there's a philosophy behind Audit that I think we can talk about. Um, we're not here to tell you to use Audit. If you're not using it, that's fine. We're here to kind of help you guys communicate better to your audience. That's what this show is all about. Elevating IT is all about better communications. And when you're communicating better to your clients, they understand what's what what the what the value is. They are going to buy what they need and and the whole industry gets lifted up. Small businesses get lifted up. So what what are you with that said, what are you what have you been doing for marketing all these to make sure you're out there? And yeah, have so you been have you let been me answer that for, let me answer the, the the question before which is you know what are the reasons for success? I think it's, um, I've been focused on, on building monthly recurring revenue, you know, since day one, but especially since 2012, when we had shifted to the cloud solution set that we offer, um, you know, and in the beginning, you don't, you know, you, you don't have that much MRR, so you have to work really hard, but if you have the right solutions, people stick with you, right? This is there, there, there's a sticky situation with the solution you offer and that MRR tends to stay on the books. And then as you keep adding it, it grows to a point where then you can make different decisions and you can weather these storms, right? So um, for, for me, I think um, it was um, identifying that early on and then staying true to it. And the whole reason why audit came about 
was because I wanted to add more MRR faster and not be frustrated and not feel like I did the, the prospect at the service because I confused them. And so audit helped me do that pretty quickly, uh, especially the last four years, you know, we've, we've grown a lot. And so that's kind of gotten me to where we are in terms of marketing. I mean, you know, we're a Robin Robbins shop. So um, I think this might be my 13th year in Robbins program and I've extracted all sorts of value out of that. I mean, you know, not just marketing, but a lot of other things, but uh, Robin is continuously um, reinventing things. She stays relevant with, uh, you know, with current events and what's out there, what's topical. And uh, she's helped me pivot. Um, you know, the, the latest round of changes right now that we're making to our website um, is, uh, is based around uh, building a story brand by Donald Miller. Uh, I went through this two years ago and had converted our website and now we're doing it again and we're simplifying it even more. Uh, we're all about work simply, work securely, and work anywhere, right? We boiled that message down, you know, take all the tech out of it, right? I mean, that's pretty, it's at six words, right? It's pretty easy to understand, you know, we do IT, we help you work simply, work securely, work anywhere. And, it, you know, and the work anywhere now speaks especially loud to the this new normal that we're in. Whereas before, you know, it, it was relevant for us because we were selling cloud solutions, right? So we were all about the business continuity just right now. And we, 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 we took out the work from home because that sort of had a negative connotation at one point. And so, you know, we went with work anywhere, but that's really been uh, what we're doing. Uh, you know, we ramped up our SEO, trying to drive more traffic to the website. We're trying to let that website do more of that pre-selling for us. So we don't work with a lot of doctors and dentists. It's just not a, a vertical that you know we've had success in. So you come to our website, there's, it's not real touchy-feely for that vertical. But if you're a financial services uh, professional or you're an accountant or a nonprofit, you'll see our website and you will, you will, it will feel like home. And you know, so from a marketing standpoint, again, it's having the right message, making the message about them, not us. We're not the hero of the story. They're the hero. We're simply the guide in this story and we're trying to help them achieve success. And uh, for us, that, that combination has, uh, has, has won for us year, year over year now for, for quite a few years in a row. That's cool. And you are still out there doing all the selling, right? I am out there doing the selling, yeah. So we're in the process of now hiring, um, I mean, the term changes, but you know, for want of a better term, a VCIO to take that pressure off of me, sort of do the account management. Um, but I've, I found that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the best sales guy out there. I think there's something to be said when one business owner is meeting with the other business owner, they know that they're meeting with the person at the top. So, you know, we've, again, we've just tried to really, uh, fine tune the leads that we're getting. Um, at this point, I don't really need, you know, practice in, uh, practice selling. So, you know, I tend to make sure that the lead is really well qualified in one of our verticals and meets the minimum number of, uh, of, of workstations, which is 20 for us. And, uh, and then, you know, we'll go out there and we'll, you know, whether it's virtual or some combination thereof, you know, our goal is always to schedule an assessment, do the audit and then sell away. Right. What else? Like, you know, you've you've done a I, I know you went and kind of documented. You did a lot of documentation and a lot of making sure your processes were all dialed in as yeah. COVID hit. And talk to me a little bit about that. What has that done for you? And, and I know that was a long process, but 
your, your yeah, own. Yeah, it was. So we, we knew we needed to do something. And, you know, again, if you go people, process, product, and not necessarily in that order. So, so product we, we have always done well with, um, you know, so since 2012, you know, we've really refined that, that stack. So it felt like we were at the top of our game there. Um, as we got busier, I had to hire more people. As I hired more people, I realized we didn't have all the processes documented. So it became hard to train and get these new people, uh, you know, involved. And that's when I said, you know what, we've got to get really serious about documentation. I remember Dave Goldie, you know, when he was uh, with ID, I'm sorry, not ID, uh, IT Glue. Um, you know, he, he talked to me about that. I remember him telling me they would like write an SOP on how to make coffee in the kitchen. Everything was documented. And I, I you know, we're lately, you laughed, I laughed too. And, uh, you know, we haven't done that yet, but we've written, I think, uh, I think the last count was almost 162, um, SOPs in the last 12 months. So, you know, we really got serious about it. And, and again, that was part of, um, you know, the time that we took um last year that we were able to you know take and work on the business we wrote a lot of sops and that's helped a lot because it's improved our accuracy um it's improved the time it takes to deliver that support and thereby improving the quality of the of the services that we're delivering which is really what what the theme is all about so this year we're kind of carrying that over um we're we're we're, we're um we're really busy right now. We're actually um, upgrading a lot of our existing clients to our new cloud platform, same vendor, just the, the new generation. And uh, we're, we, we've documented it to death. I mean, it's, it's pages of, of just detail, so anybody can do it. And um, you know, we're excited because this allows us to, to renew agreements, new 36-month agreements on, you know, on multi-six figures of MRR. Is a, is a good place to be. I mean, it's where you want to be at your business, where you've, you've got good MRR and you know it's not going away, you know, overnight. And and you know, we and like I said, a lot of our clients in professional services industries, which are still doing well. You know, fortunately, you know, we weren't in we we our verticals were not in industries that were hard hit like retail or restaurants and and, and those. So that that's where a little bit of the luck comes in. Right, and. Um what you're not the are you the most expensive guy are you the cheapest guy and you're like where do you fall as far as how much you charge well i mean it's not like a law firm so i don't i don't charge a different rate let's say than the rest of my team um so it doesn't you know the msps don't really work that way but i could tell you i'm i i'm the uh, I am the most expensive person, like in terms of hourly rate. So the best thing I could be doing is selling, generating new business, not writing SOPs myself, not doing tech support work. Um, the best thing that I can be doing other than just running the business and guiding the ship is out there bringing in, in new revenue. And, and because I'm, you know, I've, I've gotten good at that. That's what I see as my job and anything that, um, that takes my attention and time away from it is, is I always look at that as something else that I need to either hire somebody to handle or put a system in place to, to take that, you know, that pressure or time away from me or, or document it. So that way I could delegate it off to somebody else and have them, uh, you know, take it and handle it. And I got to tell you, you know, we don't have a huge staff and, 
that's kind of by design, right? So we're highly leveraged. But um, when we write these SOPs, my team love, loves it because it gives me the opportunity to go to them and say, hey, I would love to give you more responsibility. And here's what I would like you to do. And here's the SOP. It's been written, right? I need you to follow this. And if you do this, you know, there's an opportunity to earn more money because you're more valuable. And they're all over that. I love it too, because it takes, you know, my, my time's worth more than their time is, you know, on an hourly basis, you know, if you calculated it, I'd rather have them making it and free me up to be out there selling. Right. And the reason I ask you that is because I talk to MSPs all day. And one of the things I hear is, um, and, and I'll give you a story from yesterday. I, I was talking to an MSP who is the most expensive guy in his area. He's he's uh, an audit user, and we were we were going over some strategy because he competes against all these folks who are lowballing, and it drives him crazy. And you know, what do you say to folks who are trying to be? And I don't want to say the most expensive, but charging the right amount of money, right? Charging what you're worth, knowing what you're worth, and charging what you're worth. And but maybe they're right now, they're they're in a place where they are charging less, or they're just starting to charge more, and they're nervous about it. I mean, what do you say to them? What did I mean, you the, most, the, the most clever line that I heard, and, and maybe Robin said this, or it was definitely somewhere in, in her community, was that um, I can't afford to not charge enough to the, 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 the prospect or client that I'm working with. Because if I don't, I'm not going to be able to afford to deliver the services that I promised them. Right. So like, you you know, they can't afford for me not to charge them the right rate. Um, it's only going to result in failure at some point. And you, sometimes you don't see it in the beginning, but you see it when you're trying to scale. Because what happens is, is you get busy and you need to hire more people to handle the load. And you suddenly realize I don't have enough revenue to do that. And now you're in a, in a, in a position that's, it's, it's, it's impossible to win at that point. So, you know, you need to price your, your solutions properly. You need to, um, to make sure that you, um, standardize on that solution stack. So you can't let it, let the clients, uh, kind of run wild and, and tell you what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. You need to maintain that control and you got to do that from day one or, or you find yourself in a mess. So it's really about that standardization. It's uh, it's most certainly about making sure that you're pricing the product correctly. Most uh, most of the time, if you look at what your competition is doing, you're doing it wrong because you're just assuming that they've done it properly, right? Which is probably not true. And there's some really good programs out there. There's two in particular that you know I've followed over the years that you know kind of there's two different strategies to to figure out what you should be charging. But, you know, typically it's bottom up, right? You just start adding up your costs and then you know what your cost of goods sold is. And then you have to figure out what's the margin that you need to be making so you can run your business. And you don't have to guess at it because, you know, success leaves clues, right? There's plenty of, of, of really successful MSPs that have, you know, have come before us um, and, and ones that are currently running that you can learn from. And um, if you do it that way, you know, most of the time it's, it's, it's trash in your head, right? You, you get in your own way thinking you can't sell it at, at these prices and you can, I mean, we, you know, we, we used to be an average of $200 a month per seat, but that's actually kind of low now. So now we're, we're probably creeping closer to 250 a seat on average, you know, all in average seat price. 
Um, and we know that's a premium price, but you know, we, we are delivering and that's the differentiator. If you're good at what you do and you can deliver that support and service and your, and your solution works really well, right? That's the other piece of it. So sometimes you have great service, but your solution's like, okay, and you can still get away with it, right? Um, sometimes you have a great product and your service is like, okay, but people, you know, stay with you for the product. So, you know, we're, we're definitely, I think, the, the product is great and we're just trying to keep, we always try to learn and improve our service delivery to, to make it even that much more pleasurable for the, for the client. Awesome. And of course we would be remiss if we didn't mention that um, what the show is about is really communicating more effectively. And, and Frank, you, you are most talented probably in, in my opinion at, at communicating things in a way that your, your prospect can understand and making things non-technical. And that's, that's really, really important. Thank you. Yeah, um, you need to, uh, you always have to be cognizant of uh, that your audience typically doesn't have the same knowledge uh, or depth of knowledge as, as you do. So if you get lost in, uh, in your own little world, you're, you're gonna lose them and you're gonna force them to, to look at your price and make a decision solely based on that. And, you know, one of the things that audit helps me do when I go through that report is it doesn't allow me to get real technical because there's nothing that's too technical in there. So it forces me to stay at the right level that they could understand and make decisions. And I got to tell you that, you know, prospects ask really good questions if you give them that opportunity. Mm. They're not as, you know, I don't want to say dumb, but they're not as non-technical as we think they are, right? Right. But if you get too technical, you will lose them. They'll never ask those good questions. And those are those buying signs, right? You never give them an opportunity to, 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 to raise the, the flag that, hey, I'm interested in, in buying from you because you kind of bowl them over with tech. So this keeps me at, at that level where um, when they ask the questions, and the reason why I bring this up was, you know, I did a, a meeting yesterday and, um, you know, as a law firm and, you know, these guys are not technical, but they asked some really good questions and they were, it was really important. And I knew they were like thinking the right way. And because, because it was almost like leading questions, like they asked it knowing what the answer was they wanted to hear. And I already had, and then the answer was going to be affirmative or positive. So it was good because, you know, I was, I wasn't, I didn't get a situation where I had to say, no, we don't do that or no, we can't do that. So it's, uh, it's interesting the way this, the way it kind of develops sometimes if you study it, um, it, it's kind of rewarding to, to see how it works. Right. Awesome. Well, that was great stuff. Um, we'll pick up this conversation again because I think it's really important. Um, and if you are an MSP listening to this and you want to come on the podcast as a guest, I'm happy to bump Frank to bring you on. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, we we want to we want to hear from from different MSPs of all sizes and and places where you are because I think it's instructive for your peers to hear about what's going on. Uh, we do want to tease that in another hour and a half to or so, right? Yeah, an hour and a half. Um, we will be interviewing, I will be interviewing uh, James Muir, the author of this really great book called The Perfect Close. Um, I love it. It's really, really simple. Uh, if you are, you know, closing is probably one of the hardest things to do, right? Asking for the sale. There's a lot of training out there some of it a lot probably a lot of it is high pressure and it feels uncomfortable trying to pin somebody down to convince them to make a sale and james 
distilled it down to two questions. You can actually just skip to the last chapter, read the two, two questions. The rest of the book is kind of a very good blueprint about how to run your discovery, your meetings, agendas, really, really good stuff. And he's got a lot of resources. So he has been gracious enough to come on at four o'clock. What are the two questions? Can I ask real quick, just to kind of leave us on a cliffhanger? You know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to ruin it because I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make, I don't want to blow the surprise. Like I, I, you probably Google it. I bet. Um, I don't know if he's going to, um, I know I've heard him in other interviews and he mentions it right up front. So he'll probably mention it in the beginning of the podcast anyway, but I don't want to ruin the, you know, I don't want to ruin the surprise. So you'll have to tune in Frank. Fair enough. I will. Yeah. Okay. You got me. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get the cliff notes version. Yeah. It's great stuff. And, and what I like about James and, you know, the fun part about this, you know, being with audit, right. And do, and working on this, this this really great platform is that audit's all about simplicity and taking away the technicals to make it easy for folks to understand and while at the same time making it compelling making it interesting and emotionally impactful novel right so that people pay attention and and one of the things i just read i just did another video on this um and he's talking about setting up an agenda for the meeting, right? He's teaching in this chapter about creating an agenda, which is really the same thing as presenting anything. This, the same, what he's saying here can, can be the, the discovery or, or the close, you know, your final presentation. He said, if the agenda items are too technical in nature for certain participants, you will lose their attention. Conversely, if the content is overly simplistic, attendees may resort to texting or checking email during your meeting. So you have that, you walk that fine line. It's really, it, and, and he really does a good job of explaining why audit works so well, which is, which I love, you know, and, and a lot of these great books, some of the greatest sales books that have, uh, that have ever been written really illustrate why audit works. So it's, it's very cool to see that and you tune in today and hear all about it. Will do. So thanks for being on Frank. Thanks for listening. Everybody who is listening and make sure I'm just going to put this last banner up here to tease the live webcast that we're doing with Matt Solomon from ID Agent. And it's February 3rd now at 2 p.m. We moved that. It's the five proven practical steps to close new security business. And you can register at auditforit.com slash ID Agent Live. Now, if you're listening to this podcast episode after, you will still be able to register for the recording on that same page. So go there either way. It's going to be great content. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And until next time, keep elevating IT. Thank you, everybody.